You're listening to the Co-Creator Network. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity with your host, Christina Pratt. Director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. Welcome, everyone, to Why Shamanism Now. This is your host, Christina Pratt, and I'd like to begin our proceedings here today by calling in our ancestors. So I call out to all of those humans who lived well, who died well, who bring all that is good and true and beautiful down our ancestral lines to us, the living, that we might be supported in doing what we have come here to do so that we can open the way for those who are coming, for the descendants. And I call out to those ancestors who were here before the humans, the plants, nature, all of life here on this earth that dreamt of a future and we emerged. And I call out to the earth herself who dreamt of life so that all of that life in its great diversity could emerge here on the face of this planet, so unique here in our universe. And let us remember that our ancestors go back not just from planets but to solar systems, galaxies, universes, all the way to the very beginning of nothingness. And I give thanks to these ancestors. And let us always remember our ancestors are not solely human. Our ancestors are all of life. And let us remember that we're not only part of the whole human family, which certainly challenges us enough in each day, but we are members of the family of life. And so I call out to all of those ancestors, even those who feel utterly and completely ignored by us humans who do lose our way. I call out to life, the ancestors of life, to be with us here today and to help us, help us to remember who we are, how we fit in how to use the great gifts that humans do bring in a way that is good for all living things and all life that is coming, humans and non-humans. And so with these ancestors gathering round, taking notice, holding us here today, let us as humans bring our awareness from our mind down into our heart, from our heart down into our belly, and from our belly down into the earth. And take a moment to make your own connection with the earth and give thanks, your heartfelt thanks for this day, for your life, for the wonder and beauty and diversity of life around you, for that possibility in every day of change and transformation, innovation and creativity. And just take a moment and feel the awe for the miracle of life that you carry within you. And so with this moment of grace and appreciation and gratitude for life, let us reach down into the earth through all the layers of the earth to the very center of the earth and connect to this essential energy. And we ask the earth to rise up, to be with us here in this day, in our bodies, in these proceedings, to help us, help us to restore, to rejuvenate, to replenish, to be people that are dependable and trustworthy and able to take our responsibilities in the world. And so we call up to the energy of the earth and we draw that energy into our bodies and we use this energy to cultivate groundedness, to cultivate a sense of place, a sense of home, a sense of belonging to life. 
and we call out to this energy and we ask the energy of the earth to bring us the wisdom of manifestation so that we can learn how to be here in form in a good way. And we ask the energy of the earth to continue to help us to feel connection within ourself, to feel our connection with our environment, our connection with other people, other living things, and our connection ultimately with the invisible world. Help us to find our place in that great oneness and to take our sense of right relationship from that knowing. And with great gratitude and the energy of the earth rising up into our bodies, let us draw that energy up like a great fountain of crystal clear, refreshing, renewing water up from our bellies to our heart and our hearts to our minds and out through all the layers of the sky, out through the atmosphere and all the way out into the cosmos. And let us reach in this way all the way to the highest sky energy, to the highest power of the universe by whatever name you know this power and humans have named it many names. By whatever name you know this energy, reach to it and name it. Call it down. Draw into yourself. Draw into your day. Draw into these proceedings. This essential energy of blessing, of generosity, of protection, of benevolence. And draw in in this way through the layers of the sky into your head and your heart and your belly all the wisdom of the cosmos and the wisdom of the star beings and these ancestors. So as we call the energy of the sky in and it meets the energy of the earth, just take a moment and let those two legendary lovers come together, the yin and yang, these great, great lovers, and let them dance within you and to feel the big love within yourself or imagine it, make it up if you have to, but know that you are this place that these two great lovers come together inside your own body and let that love awaken your heart. And we call out now to the spirit of the heart to be that crucible of transformation that it is designed to be, to draw up the fiery passions of the belly and draw down the crystal clarity of the mind and let these two energies dance together in this complementary dance that gives birth to that third and most essential thing, your soul's true purpose. May you know in some way a bit more clearly in this day why you are here. What are the gifts that you have to bring? May you find in that very same heart the courage to do something in this day to bring those gifts into the world in manifestation. And may we take a moment and just give thanks to these spirits gathering around above and below and around us and the heart here in the center of it all. May what needs to be said be said and what needs to be heard be heard and may things go forward in a way that is good for all living things. So I give thanks to the spirits for being with us here today. I give thanks for you, the listeners who donate to keep the show alive and on the air. I could not do this without you, and I am deeply grateful. I am grateful for those of you who are able to donate money, as it helps to pay the bills that must be paid. I give thanks to those of you who donate your thoughts, your ideas, your time in responding to the questions, in taking the challenges, in using the things you hear on the show in your life, and taking a moment to get back to me and let me know what that's done in your life. And so I give thanks to all of you for all you are doing to help to make the show strong and vital and useful in this time. And so if the show moves you in any way, if it moves you in the heart, I encourage you to go to whyshamanismnow.com, click on the support button. You're welcome to donate any amount, large or small. And for those of you that would actually like to have a monthly reminder, many of you have asked for this, just email us, 
and we'd be happy to set that up for you. And for those of you that don't like doing it over the internet, that is just fine. Just email me at christina at lastmaskcenter.org and I'd be happy to give you um, a regular address for a regular check. So thank you everyone for helping us. And thanks to cocreatornetwork.com for oh, co-creatornetwork.com for their continuous support in uh, inspiration and technology and basic heartfelt goodness in the world. So today's show is um, part one of um, a couple shows about healing in the Amazon. There is a great kerfluffle right now in America around going to the Amazon and connecting with the plant medicines. And as all things American, there's a whole lot of that that's good and a whole lot of that that's pretty sideways. Um, And so I've invited... Um, a get, our guest here this evening, who is a healer and a medicine man in his own right, um, to be with us and to help us understand ways that we could go into that world and be introduced to the true medicine of these plants um, in a good way. And so, Roman, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Christina. It's uh, wonderful to be here. And uh, thank you for the beautiful invocation that you did. Well, I'm just so delighted we were finally able to connect. It's not easy to get be able to connect with these guys that spend all this time in South America because they don't have such good Wi-Fi connections, which we need. So we're, we, we give thanks even for the technology that's allowing us to do this here today. So just a little bit of bio on Roman um, for those of you who, who may not know, and I'm going to let him tell his stories, but just some of the basics at this time is that he has spent the last 10 years working with indigenous Peruvian cultures in the Amazonian rainforest, learning the ancient healing ways, while seeking possibilities for creating ecological sources of sustenance for local populations and working to preserve the rainforest and its spiritual heritage of sacred medicinal plants. He is a certified traditional uh, traditional Chinese medicine practitioner, among other healing forms, many other healing forms, actually. Um, And he studied um, the fundamentals of TCM, or traditional Chinese medicine, and acupuncture as an apprentice under the director of the Open International Institute of Oriental Medicine, Miriam Hacker, in um, Iquitos, Peru. Um, Roman looks forward to eradicating the suffering in the world and its cause, ignorance. By promoting education on the possibilities of more sustainable, harmonious relationships with nature and to simultaneously create supportive, self-sustaining and nurturing communities. So if you'd like to contact Roman, you can contact him at Roman, R-O-M-A-N, at, um, I have to spell this, P-A-I-T-I-T-I-Institute.org. And so you can find the website there, um, www.institute.org. patitiinstitute-institute.org. We are actually pre-recording this show, but if you have questions today on the topics, please feel free to email Roman or email myself, and we'd be happy to respond to you. Um, So, Roman, would you tell us a little bit about um, your own healing story? Like, how did you get from being an everyday, ordinary, contemporary guy to um, the rainforest? Uh, sure, I'll be happy to. Um, originally, um, I was uh, directed to the Amazon rainforest and healing modalities uh, because of an unfortunate event, uh, being diagnosed uh, with a, a terminal genetic illness uh, at the age of 12 and uh, battling with uh, that sickness uh, for over 10 years. And uh, eventually, the Western conventional medicine pharmaceuticals have stopped working for me and uh, 
the only other option in the conventional medicine was uh, to uh, continue do surgeries for the rest of my life, cutting pieces of my large intestine. And uh, my grandmother, from whom I have inherited that illness, uh, have actually died from it being operated for the last 40 years of her life. So that option did not really seem feasible to me, and so that made me look for alternative uh, natural healing modalities, which eventually brought me to the Amazon rainforest in the uh, end of 2001. And so, um, so you, so you experience. So, did you experience a full, um, you know, full healing, a full remission of your illness at that point? After eight months of. Um, healing uh, with uh, different medicine men and women in the Amazon rainforest. Uh, I have gone into full remission and have been in full remission ever since until today. That's very exciting uh, to, to remind people in the fervor of running to South America just to do ayahuasca that we are really talking about a full complement of, of a whole cosmology and system of healing. That is as rich and ancient and um, uh, successful, effective as Chinese medicine or you know naturopathy or any of these other systems of medicine. And so it's important that we are very careful about doing what Americans are always wanting to do, which is to go pick the the sexy part out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you just ran off and did ayahuasca twelve times. No, that yeah. was not the case. Yeah, I'd say. So given your experience then, how did you get from there to co-founding the Institute? And what is it that you're wanting to create with the Institute? Well, essentially what has happened uh, after I have gone into full remission from that uh, health condition that I had was uh, that I became very inspired to really learn more about that tradition and share the benefits that I have received from it with people who could benefit from it as well around the world. And so I ended up uh, staying in the Amazon rainforest for three years uh, initially and uh, went through the apprenticeship process and the initiation into this tradition and the different aspects of it, uh, which are definitely very uh, all-inclusive. And it it is a whole system of medicine. And uh, it is something that uh, the people in Amazon who are knowledgeable about it, they call it the sacred science. And uh, the sacred science, uh, from my experience, what I have found out was essentially uh, uh, observation of thousands of years into the workings of nature, very deep insight that the ancestors have had, how the universe functions, uh, how the different stages of maturation of human consciousness affect the healing process uh, in our physical body and also bring us uh, to our evolutionary development at the same time. And so studying the enlightened origins of uh, the Ando-Amazonian traditions eventually brought me to establish an institute, and that happened about three years ago. And uh, the institute is uh, specifically dedicated to the preservation of the Amazonian rainforest and the indigenous wisdom. And uh, so those were some of the motivations uh, that I've had in the process uh, to really create an intercultural bridge to the rest of the world that can really bring the benefits and the original essence of those traditions so people can really relate to them and uh, heal and evolve in the process. So it's a very different model than um, 
another model that's happening right now, which is pharmaceutical companies, but also individuals sort of going into the Amazon and kind of mining the benefits they might find there to bring back out with, with often with some disregard for the result of that on the cultures and, and certainly a disregard for the, uh, the full cosmology, the, the deep, deep wisdom and depth in the cosmology within which those plants function with the people. I don't know. It, it just seems like what you are offering is based on an honoring and respect of the system that I don't actually see many other people engaged in. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, and that's. I think that it's important for us to understand that um, if we really understand shamanism, we understand that the plants and the energies and the land and the ancestors work with us, one, because we need it, but also because we deserve it, because we're engaged with them in a quality of relationship that's honoring and respectful. And if we um, continue to behave like 13-year-old teenage kids about everything in life, life is not necessarily going to reveal to us all of its magic. So, so, um, in looking at what your institute offers, it's not just the preservation or creating these intercultural bridges, but there, there is also um, some other uh, key uh, important uh, pieces. And one is, um, collaboration with the indigenous communities. Could you, could you talk about how that works? Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, the cycling of energy, as you have mentioned, is a very, is a very essential key element in uh, all of the indigenous cultures and traditions and uh, uh, that uh, uh, healing and uh, transformation for the rest of the planet cannot happen without it. So essentially, the people of the rainforest, uh, they are the key holders of a lot of the wisdom in terms uh, of uh, the um, effects of the different medicinal plants and how they relate to the healing process of different sicknesses and diseases. The environment itself is a living library of uh, an amazing uh, collection of those plants themselves that reflect the divine intelligence and the different aspects of that divine intelligence. And so it is very essential to actually contribute to the preservation of that indigenous wisdom and uh, also to be able to appreciate it to the point where we can help the people that living in that environment continue their lifestyle and continue to live well and in connection with the elements around them. And so this is uh, something that our institute is very dedicated to providing to local people. And often we work with communities, with indigenous communities and native communities that have been corrupted by Western civilization already and have lost touch with their original heritage and culture. And so part of the process uh, that we are involved uh, in is actually bringing uh, the indigenous medicine men and women that are still in connection with that culture to those tribes that have lost that connection and introducing their own heritage back to them. And often uh, the indigenous people, they have been uh, affected by the Western civilization and they try to imitate it and uh, try to be like the Western world. And so when they see Westerners uh, that 
actually appreciate and uh, respect their own culture and heritage, the culture and heritage of the indigenous people, often more than they do today, it makes them think that it's really, they are trying to copy the Western world, and the Western world is right now going back to that indigenous heritage that those people have and appreciates it very much. So it really makes uh, the indigenous people go back to their own heritage and really see that there is something there. That Since uh, the Westerners are right now beginning to really respect and appreciate their tradition, they can also begin to appreciate their own tradition in that way. And this, so I, that's... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And so that's uh, one of the programs uh, that we are involved in, and uh, we actually collaborate with uh, different uh, uh, indigenous elders from uh, the various tribes in the Amazon. Today we are working with uh, the uh, Ashwar and Witoto and Shipibo and Yagua tribes and uh, really create that uh, integration of the indigenous wisdom that from our experience, used to be one at a certain point, and all the tribes used to live together in harmony before the invasion of the Western civilization. And uh, we really see it as a model of really recalibrating and bringing the different uh, fragments of that original oneness uh, of that tradition back together once again. And at the same time, we're also bridging uh, a lot of the indigenous cultures and traditions from the rest of the world, seeing the parallel lines between them, as you have mentioned, and uh, seeing how much they can complement each other. And so part of that program is also our cultural healing exchange program, where we work with uh, the natural medicine practitioners from around the world, introducing them to the Ando-Amazonian healing traditions, and then Actually, we are often setting up uh, communal clinics in the local villages and the tribes and uh, really work with people that uh, already, as I mentioned, lost the connection with the original heritage and at the same time receive no help from the local government and their healthcare department. And so there is a lot of problems, a lot of very bad sanitary conditions and sicknesses and diseases that uh, we are aiming to eliminate with the help of both Amazonian, Indian, and also the healing traditions uh, that are natural from around the world. So it's, um, so there's, what I'm seeing is all of these, this um, beautiful uh, reciprocal exchange going on and just the understanding of the web of connection and how, if we're going to go insert ourselves there, we need to participate in 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 the web and potentially even reweaving the web where we can. So, for example, the um, you know that the focus on the um, recovering the um, Andeo Amazonian traditions has to be done with recovering the landscape. You know, it has mm-hmm. to be done with. Um, um, re-establishing a sustainable way of living um, because they 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 coexist um, and uh, that's one of the pieces of what you're offering that speaks to the um, I mean if I may the deeper wisdom the deeper understanding in what you're doing I, I too often hear well yeah we understand that but essentially that's too hard to do so we're just going to do it this way it's like we can't afford to do that anymore (laughs) it's like the world's very small people we can't afford to not 
take the time and put in the effort to understand all of these reciprocal relationships and to build rebuild them like you said i mean the fact that you're you're rebuilding them there where they've faltered is um astounding i mean it's beautiful so thank you mm-hmm. um i notice also that you have an upcoming um do you still have an upcoming fundraising campaign uh, yes, and this is actually a part of this process that we've been experiencing is uh, essentially uh, I owe my life to those traditions. And if it wasn't for the traditions in the Amazon and the Andes, I wouldn't uh, be here today. And so I'm very grateful. And as part of that process of being grateful is this uh, reciprocate, uh, reciprocate energy. And so we have been working for the past three years with uh, being the caretakers of 100 acres of land in uh, the Amazon rainforest, specifically in the region that has already been devastated and deforested and destroyed by our Western culture. And so we have been uh, really recovering a lot of the original indigenous wisdom of uh, how to work with the earth, of how to make the earth more fertile and uh, really build soil and uh, implementing a lot of the techniques from the permaculture world as well and uh, discovering those, rediscovering those ancient methods of terra preta, which were available in Amazon and uh, implementing a lot of those tools in order to restore degraded landscape, regenerate the forest and uh, really show a possibility of how it's possible to live in a sustainable way in that environment for ourselves and also for the local surrounding communities. And so we actually have been quite successful in that and uh, we have been able to restore greatly the degraded landscape that uh, we have uh, been the caretakers of and uh, really show a powerful example to local communities which often lack that uh, knowledge and uh, just um, don't have that education and the ability to recognize it and are just uh, being influenced by the Western models of uh, the... um, burning uh, and uh, cutting uh, slash and burn techniques that are very unsustainable and because of that the local population they often uh, can actually have only uh, one uh, once in three to five years they can uh, collect fruits from their from their ground they can actually grow something there and then for three from three to five years uh, it's completely infertile the land And uh, the techniques that we've been implementing, people can actually have harvest all year round, every year. And so that definitely helps uh, the local population to live in a better way and not really cut the trees and make charcoal and uh, sell the biomass uh, into the rest of the world and uh, create a desert from uh, what used to be a lush rainforest. And so we've been able to implement all those ways and tools and methods and we've finally this last year been able to manifest a really life viable example because that's really what is essential. It's not really just words or promises because the local people there are tired from that. And so they're looking for examples of what is possible and we've been able to manifest that. However, unfortunately, by the time we have been able to do that, the land, all the lands around our property have been deforested and destroyed by the different companies and by the local people who didn't have any other option. And so because of that, we actually started uh, to have malaria epidemics on our land, which is very strongly linked to deforestation. 
the malaria by the shamans is considered to be a protective agent, uh, a communicator of the divine intelligence in the rainforest that is sent into areas which are degraded. And from the Western scientific perspective, uh, it's uh, also the malaria is uh, something that starts to thrive once there's more swampy regions, once the trees are cut down, the wall of the trees is no longer there to prevent the infected malaria mosquitoes uh, from flying very far. And they usually have been isolated in specific areas of the rainforest, which were meant as sacred sites and not to be going into. And uh, today, with uh, all the logging and mining and uh, all the industrial um, farming that has been happening in the Amazon, uh, all those ancient sites, uh, protective sites of the rainforest have been disturbed, and that essentially is what is creating those epidemics that are affecting the rest of the world. And so in our institute, uh, we have received it as a message from the rainforest that we should really go into the next phase of our work and really uh, uh, strive to preserve much greater areas of the rainforest and really prevent them from being destroyed, from being deforested, uh, uh, allowing the eco-balance to be maintained on a much greater scale, which is definitely a very essential part in prevention of a lot of those epidemic sicknesses and diseases. And at the same time, we have not really been able to take in patients uh, with serious illnesses over the last year, which is a big mission of us to really be able to work with patients with different terminal illnesses and diseases from around the world and also from the Amazonian region. And so since uh, people have compromised immune systems, we really do not want to endanger their health uh, more so than that. And even though in our center, we have actually found amazing preventative methods for malaria epidemics and other sicknesses and diseases, and we've implemented a lot of indigenous wisdom in that, and just uh, simple natural methods are so much more effective than uh, the pharmaceuticals that are being distributed in Amazon for the treatment of those diseases. Uh, and so we actually reduce the occurrence of malaria in our center, in our land, from 15% to about 0.5. And at the same time, we still don't want to endanger the patients that are coming to us. And so we have made a decision to move our current healing center to another region of the rainforest that has not been invaded by the Western civilization so much. It's just beginning to get invaded. It's in central Peru. And uh, we went on a scouting mission and an expedition, and we found an amazing uh, property, an amazing uh, uh, private reserve of land, which is about two acre, 2,000 acres of uh, ancient rainforest with thousands of year old trees, uh, very uh, preserved ecosystem with Jaguar still uh, roaming the land, which is a very healthy sign of uh, uh, rainforest, of a functioning and healthy rainforest. And uh, the people who uh, own that land right now, they are actually willing to sell it uh, to anyone, and they are selling it at uh, an incredible price, which is, uh, according to our Western standards, is ridiculous. It's uh, $175 per acre, and it's ancient rainforest. It's really thousands of year old trees. It's priceless. And, there were, and the other options that they have is uh, industrial farmers and loggers and gold miners 
and uh, they even have this company from Korea that wants to purchase this land to build an, uh, a Disneyland kind of attraction park on it, which will of course can completely cut away all the trees, completely destroy the environment, the ecosystem there. And so we have uh, really been uh, working on a fundraising campaign to be able to save that plot of land and utilize it for the purpose of an example of a viable, healthy ecosystem and at the same time work there with um, uh, regenerative permaculture projects and uh, uh, forest gardens and uh, the healing center where we can continue to treat people from different sicknesses and diseases and uh, 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 a center for an international community to really live there and uh, be the stewards of that land and uh, uh, interact with the local indigenous people and help them to really see that not all is lost in our Western culture and there are people who are very devoted uh, to really preserving that indigenous wisdom and uh, uh, allowing the rest of the world to really recognize its value and help to preserve it as well. So Roman, how can people donate now? Are, they, are, are you re- accepting funds now for this project? Absolutely, and uh, we actually uh, have a sister organization here in the U.S., uh, which is 501c3, which means that it's tax-exempt, and people who donate can uh, receive tax exemption as well, uh, which is not uh, the the main reason for donating, but it definitely helps people to recognize that. And so people who go into our website um, right now, and which is uh, paititi-institute.org, can actually uh, see uh, donate button on the website and uh, the the donate button uh, is basically it says uh, support us to grow Paititi and Paititi by the way is uh, an ancient uh, Quechua name for the gateway into an enlightened realm which is a place where we can all live in peace and love and harmony in connection with each other and our environment and so uh, once people can click uh, support us to grow part Paititi they can uh, find out more information. There is a little video there. There is uh, more details. That there is also a summary of the accomplishments of our institute that we have done for the past few years. And uh, there is a donate button, and uh, and people can definitely contribute and support us. So I'm here in Portland, which is kind of a center of um, lots of um, ecological sorts of things. So how could people um, who might be excited by this idea of being part of um, either the permaculture and the, the reclamation of degraded landscapes or part of the new, you know, that, that are excited by the, the, the work basically of what you're doing, how could they connect with you to participate? Well, we have many different uh, programs and ways for people to participate with us. Uh, We have an indigenous transformation retreat uh, that is happening several times a year where people who are mostly healthy can come and deepen their process of self-realization and uh, understand uh, their spiritual development and uh, consciousness evolution um, and uh, develop themselves more so. And at the same time, we have a healing center for uh, patients, people with different health conditions who can come and uh, work with us uh, on uh, the healing process. Um, Then uh, we also have a distance healing program 
which is actually a prerequisite for all the people who have a serious health condition who wish to uh, partake in the Amazonian uh, healing retreat or people who cannot travel and still wish to partake in the healing process. And so the distance healing program uh, we have found to be very effective and we have had people heal from uh, many different conditions just with that program. And so we just recently had someone uh, go into full remission from rheumatoid arthritis. We had people who uh, healed from hepatitis C just through the distance healing program. And so that's uh, quite amazing how that can work. And then at the same time, we have a work service exchange program. And there's a program where people can come and uh, uh, interact with us and uh, volunteer in the Amazon in our center and work on the land. And at the same time, also partake in the indigenous wisdom and go through some ceremonies and understand that process deeper. And um, uh, we also have, um, when we travel, we have different um, public events um, and things like that. We have a shamanic uh, permaculture certification program that we also do several times a year, which is a more in-depth program where people can uh, get introduced to permaculture and also work on the inner and outer landscapes at the same time. And that is a process that we actually implement uh, also in uh, the spiritual transformation retreats uh, and there is a part where it's not really just our inner selves that we are working on it's really the external nature is a very deep reminder and a reflection of our inner nature and so really uh, working on both is very essential and then we also have the cultural healing exchange program uh, that uh, as i mentioned we have um, natural medicine practitioners from around the world uh, who come to us right now. It's happening several times a year and we're actually planning to uh, have that program functioning all the time. So people come and get introduced to the Amazonian Indian healing traditions and then we go into local villages and we set up communal clinics and we treat the local population with Amazonian Indian and also other traditions from around the world that work with natural medicine and it has been also quite amazing and very effective and we have seen the local people just go through miraculous healings with all of those modalities and so people can connect can read again about these different programs and connect to you to become part of any of these programs through the website is that correct Mm -hmm. absolutely Okay. okay so let's talk a little bit about um one part of this now which is a little bit more the healing part of it especially people that are um you know because people in america are getting sort of washed or overcome by articles that say things like ayahuasca cures cancer and this and that you know these these sort of not really very well written articles that that are starting to create this idea of um Oh, these plant medicines as being sort of these wonder drugs and and really not at all um, researching this well enough to understand, you know, how it is that all of this actually works, which is it works in the way you're talking about, that it's all one big system and it all works together and the inner and the outer are are completely intertwined in this process. And so given that, let's talk about what it's what it's like for someone um, who has a, a health, a real health challenge, and they they connect with you, so that begins with now with the long with some long distance work. How this sort of let's just play that path out for someone. Sure, the initial part of the process is really to begin 
to implement uh, the changes in one's own immediate environment. You know, it's really not about traveling somewhere far away and then doing something there and then going back to old habits and uh, different uh, ways of life that are not really beneficial for us. And so it's really about learning how to implement changes in one's own immediate environment right away as much as possible. And uh, the changes uh, also, it's uh, really um, in the Amazonian tradition, as well as other natural medicine traditions around the world, uh, they uh, consider uh, a holistic process of healing, which entails many different aspects of our life. It's not just taking the magical pill and everything goes away, but it's really going into the root of the condition rather than just treating the symptoms, which is what our Western medicine is specializing in. Um, and so the distance healing program uh, that we have developed also through many years of uh, really seeing how the healing process work, how can people really carry it in their lives. The distance healing work that we have right now, it implements several essential aspects. Uh, the first part is uh, a nutritional protocol that involves uh, dietary guidelines, uh, different um, uh, medicinal plants and supplements that people can start uh, implementing in their lives and already changing uh, their uh, habits, uh, food habits, and uh, uh, cultivating uh, a relationship with some of the plant spirits already before even they come to us. And some of those plants, uh, they are plants that are very easily accessible here in the U.S. We also work with European plants and Chinese medicine, plant medicine, uh, Chinese plant medicines, and on also Amazonian plants that are quite available here in the U.S. And so uh, that is the first step, and then people start to implement that and also working on lifestyle changes uh, in people's life and really removing some negative habits and creating a better environment. So that, is, that part is also very essential. And that is also, that, that all is included in, in the nutritional protocol. So the lifestyle changes, the dietary guidelines, the plant medicines. And then uh, the second part of the nutritional protocol is a, a part of the Amazonian tradition that relates to the recognizing and locating the psychosomatic source of an illness, which is uh, the illnesses in the Amazon rainforest, they are considered to be located in one's spirit rather than in one's body. The body manifests a symptom, it expresses uh, some of the effects of that original source of the conditioning. However, it is really looking into our lives and really recognizing how the different patterns in our lives, possibly past traumas or different repressed emotions or fears or inhibitions have manifested a certain physical condition. And so this approach, uh, we implement a shamanic and uh, transpersonal Jungian dream work. And uh, here we, uh, I have studied uh, as part of my apprenticeship process uh, with an Ashwar tribe, which specifically specializes uh, in uh, dreaming practices and healing through dreaming. And uh, we utilize uh, the dreams of the people to establish that communication with the language of Mother Nature, which is according to the Amazonian tradition, uh, is uh, communicating to us through our dreams. And uh, it's really part of the process to learn how to understand that language. So the Ashwar people, they say that even though this, uh, the nature, mother nature communicates to us through our dreams, because we don't understand that language, we often 
cannot really un understand the, the messages that are being sent to us. And so establishing uh, that uh, communication is very essential in that process and really seeing how the different events in the dreams, how the different situations relate to the functioning, to the flow of this psychic energy that is continuously going through our organism. And so that is the emotional part, the psychosomatic part of recognizing the illness. And then uh, from that point, we also have counseling calls that uh, we uh, implement at a certain point uh, after beginning to work with the dream work and really starting to see how much our emotional life, how much our personal history can actually influence our health condition. And uh, once people become open to actually that being the key of resolution, then actually tremendous health benefits come into people's life and people are able to recover and resolve their conditioning and their health. And uh, this is really something that has to do with uh, the sickness and disease in the Amazon rainforest looked upon as a messenger of nature and not something that is bad as it's looked upon in our Western culture, but is really something that helps us and allows us to evolve and develop in our lives and learn how to lead more purposeful and meaningful and joyful and beneficial lives for ourselves and others. And so this is a very essential aspect. So those three main approaches are implemented in the distance healing program. And then there's a fourth one uh, that uh, is implemented uh, that is not so obvious, but is also very essential. And that is the energetic healing that is done from the distance. So once people form a relationship uh, with us, then uh, we also implement and invoke the spirits of those people during the sacred ceremonies uh, that we hold with ourselves and the indigenous people and uh, channel that healing energy of Mother Nature to the patients that are involved in our distance healing program. So then how does someone make the step? Um, what if they decide they want to travel now to the center? Uh, well, before, before traveling, uh, three months, minimum of three months before traveling, we implement the distance healing program. And the distance healing program really allows uh, us uh, to already start doing that work and prepare people to actually going into the environment of the Amazon rainforest, which is often a challenging environment to be in. And it's really something that is good to prepare for. It's, uh, people are taken out of their comfort zone. Uh, the, there is a very strict diet that is all often involved. People are often triggered and uh, all the different uh, obscurations of consciousness and tensions start rising to the surface as part of the healing process. And so we learn from experience that is actually very beneficial for people to already begin that process while they are in a more um, comfortable, in a more uh, uh, known environment to them and then work from there. And so the first three months we implement the system from a distance and then uh, looking at how people are developing, how their condition and situation is, how they're adapting to the guidelines and uh, how it uh, actually affects their health and whether the relationship with the plant medicine is being able to be established and uh, overall just the stability of the health condition so that people can actually come to a more challenging environment, we find that that is very essential. And so, um, so then describe what, what it's like um, once people do come. 
Well, once people uh, do come to the rainforest and uh, begin uh, their healing process uh, in our healing center, then uh, what usually happens, and of course, uh, this process may differ from patient to patient uh, based on their health condition and uh, their situation, but what usually happens is uh, each patient is allocated their own individual private hut in the rainforest where they can spend a lot of time in seclusion and in connection with the natural environment around them. And so being in the hut, being by oneself without social interactions and distractions, then people are able to recognize um, a lot more the flow of life energy first through the outside environment, through the rainforest, and being in that natural environment is already very healing and people can start recognizing that pulse of life that goes through the system. And uh, then through that, gradually people start to recognize the flow of life energy within themselves. And so that is the beginning of the healing process and how it was traditionally approached. And uh, initially, often uh, people have not even taken any medicines or any plant medicines. And just going into this environment and being in it uh, is really what allows people to get to know themselves, which is an essential part in the healing process in the Amazon. Uh, getting to know oneself and really becoming conscious of oneself, of one's life, is uh, the first and foremost aspect of the healing process. And then, of course, everything else is supporting consciousness in its evolutionary healing journey. And so then at a certain point, we start seeing that uh, once people start exhibiting different um, um, psychosomatic uh, uh, symptoms and different emotions and feelings start to come to the surface, then we can start seeing what plant medicines can be beneficial for that and how different plant medicines can actually stabilize uh, different conditions and help people resolve whether it's excess anger or fear or uh, uh, confusion or different things like that that um, are often the underlying causes of illnesses. And uh, the plant medicines, besides their uh, biochemical and physiological properties, they actually entail in themselves uh, a lot of those uh, uh, psycho-spiritual, psychosomatic uh, traits that allow people to cultivate them. And so that is a part of uh, what in Amazon is called uh, cultivating a relationship with the plant spirits, dieting a specific plant medicine and really establishing a relationship with the mother of that plant. And so what is actually meant by that is that those plants reflecting the divine intelligence of the rainforest, the divine intelligence of the nature inside of us as well, they can actually complement the development of our emotional maturation. And then through that, we get to know ourselves a lot deeper. We understand who we really are and what is our true nature based in the heart, based on all the essential deep human values. And then we start the healing process in that way. And then uh, the third stage in that process is really beginning to, um, or continuing to really work with the different uh, cellular memories that uh, come to the surface as the intensity of the life force uh, 
begins to amplify itself in our organism, different cellular memories start to come to the surface. Certain things that we might not even remember consciously in our lives that uh, have created certain inhibitions or repressions, uh, and then working with that and really seeing how we can learn to forgive ourselves, forgive people in our lives, remember all the different situations in our lives, remember the different uh, tensions uh, and uh, different traumas and re-experiencing them once again in a conscious way, learning how to really cultivate that hard space and presence in our lives and letting go of all this accumulated charge that is often embedded in our organism, in our physical body. And so that is also a very essential process that we work with. And that process is only then is beginning to be supported through the sacred plant ceremony, such as ayahuasca, which essentially, uh, as you have mentioned, it's really not a magical pill. It's really not something that uh, is there as the one and only thing that can help. It's just one of the ingredients in this healing process. And that's how it was originally approached. It's just one aspect that supports the healing process and it it is a tool that should be utilized appropriately and mindfully and consciously and then when that tool is utilized appropriately then it can really support the healing process and amplify the healing and allow people to really start recognizing all the things that are behind the curtains of our conscious life that are contributing to our well-being to our purpose to our meaning in life to our evolution that relates to the healing process itself. And so uh, we utilize uh, also several other methods and means to really allow people to notice the life energy because in the Amazonian tradition, uh, the basis of the Amazonian tradition is really relating to the healing process in terms of becoming conscious channels of the universal life energy, of the love of the earth, of the love of the universe that is continuously streaming through us. And essentially the Amazonian people, they say that uh, the meaning of life or how life originated, and that's the cosmology of the Amazonian people, is basically through a love relationship between the father's son and the mother earth. And uh, through that relationship then all the life forms were born uh, in the, on the earth and then each uh, life creation on earth is basically a child of this love relationship, of this cosmic love relationship, and also a channel of universal love. And so the problems occur in our lives, uh, the sicknesses and diseases, according to the Amazonian tradition, happen when we forget ourselves as the channels of that universal love, and then we become this separated uh, egocentric bubbles of self-gratification and consumerism as we are conditioned by our Western society to be. And so the uh, healing process really entails remembering oneself as a channel of universal life energy, as a channel of universal love, and then learning how to channel that energy in a creative, beneficial way. Because even though we become separated bubbles, that doesn't mean that the energy does not still doesn't keep channeling through us. The only problem is that the, then the energy is not being channeled consciously, and then rather than being creative, it becomes destructive. And so all of those steps, all of those tools, they are there to help us recognize 
how we can channel this universal life force in a very conscious way that is beneficial to ourselves and others. That's beautiful. Thank you, Roman. And thank you for, for um, manifesting this, this path um, in a way that people can engage with it um, so fully. I mean, it's a really rich, full path, and it gives people the opportunity not just to connect with the, the full richness of the, the system of healing and the cosmology that goes with it, but how that fits into the physical world and, and the spiritual. I mean, it's just, it's, it's really beautiful, and I'm deeply grateful to you and those who are working with you. Thank you, Christina. I'm also very grateful to you for doing your work, and we're all doing our part. Absolutely. Thank Thank you. Yeah, so what? So I want to just review here now at the end of our, our hour how people can connect to all of this. So, so one thing is to remember that you all um, are involved in a big effort right now to acquire this. Um, as a person who lives in a rainforest, <laughs> I'm like really moved by the fact that you all have this opportunity to purchase these 2,000 acres in this virgin rainforest. This is unbelievably amazing. And I think it's really important that you all receive it, not some mining company or something. And so for those of you who, like me, who feel inspired about that, so we would go to um, paititi-institute.org and find the donate button and donate, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So now for the others of you who I can feel out there who are just really excited by all of the actual work with the environment that they're doing, you just need to find the right program and click on it and find the time to go. And, and that information is through the same website, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, for those of you that are interested in the healing, you need to parse this out here because obviously that it, it means a commitment to this long-distance piece prior to – traveling it's not like you can just go and throw yourself on their doorstep and expect them to fill you with amazonian plants and fix you <laughs> you have to participate <laughs> um and so uh, but still through the website to do that um gosh there was one last thing i was trying to remember here at the end roman um oh shoot well one thing is also that uh, we um are very inspired to create collaborations and connections with uh, conscious, intentional communities and organizations that uh, have uh, the same uh, like-hearted connection to the development of uh, a new paradigm shift in the world and really helping to conserve and preserve the natural environment and uh, really uh, implement all of this accumulated inherent wisdom of humanity that becomes available today so that Together, we can definitely make a greater difference in the world. And that is very essential. Beautiful. Thank you, Roman. Um, and I give thanks to your ancestors for dreaming of a better future so that you could be with us here today on the planet. And I give thanks to all of the shamans and healers um, who's, um, a- who carry an ancestral wisdom that have shared that with you and, uh, and awakened your own um, purpose in you as well and all of the people that are working with you to make this work i just am deeply grateful uh to all of you and in particular to the plants of the rainforest for hanging in there with us i mean we've been pretty dumb (laughs) 
here for a while. <laughs> and they just keep hanging in there and doing their best to keep growing. And so I really give thanks to the rainforest and the plants and the medicine that is there and the willingness of the, you know, the spirit world to recognize humans falter and to help us um, find our way uh, back onto the path of being part of this uh, beauty that we are all born into. Um, so thank you for joining us here today, Roman. Yes, thank you so much, Christine, and uh, much gratitude for everyone uh, who are doing their part in uh, this uh, reawakening of the planet right now, and much gratitude to the human heart for being able to really transform so much uh, tension into so much light. Yes, so we give thanks to the ancestors, to the earth below, the sky above, and that great legendary love affair of those two. And we give thanks to the heart that unites us all. Thank you, everyone. Be inspired. Have a great week.